Uh, dear friends, it's yeah, so good to be with you here this evening to draw closer to Christ, uh, particularly through praying the, the stations of the cross, to reflect on the stations, uh, but also to, to praise, to praise God. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful setting we have before us tonight, huh? You know, it may, it may surprise some here, but yeah, there are some people who find it difficult to stay awake during my homilies. Uh, but in, in this setting, like dark, uh, quiet, you know, peaceful, yeah, forget about it, no, no chance to stay awake. But I know, uh, I know such people are not here joining us this evening. I'd like to yeah, talk to you this evening about uh, suffering. And not everyone's favorite topic. Um, and actually, yeah, there are people who try to avoid suffering as much as possible, run away from it. It's an appropriate topic for Lent. It's an inescapable part of life. It's all around us. During this Lenten season, we have certain practices, right? We're, we're fasting, um, abstaining from meat on, on Fridays. We're giving up some things uh, or, or giving in, uh, like giving to God certain things. And to varying degrees, these, these practices, it, it involves suffering. But it's also all over the news, isn't it? In Ukraine, think about all the, all the people suffering there from war and violence, senseless. Also, in our lives, it's, it's affected each of our lives and our families through various ways. One like, big way would be through uh, health issues, through sicknesses and illnesses, either ourselves or the people that we love. You just think about how many people uh, suffer from cancer and, and even suffer, suffer from uh, the effects of the treatment of cancer, like radiation and chemotherapy. I was talking to a, a parishioner earlier this week and just checking up on her, and she said, because of the effects of chemo, they had to extract half of her teeth. It's like horrible suffering. Also, how about a death of a loved one? You know, the list goes on in all the many ways that, that we suffer. But let's go deep. Let's go to the heart of the matter. If God is good, why is there suffering? Why doesn't he take our suffering away? You know, we try to make sense of it on why we have to suffer, but in the end, it just doesn't make sense. Suffering is one of the biggest and most difficult mysteries. For our answer, for our answer, 
we turn to Jesus. We turn to the reason why he took on our flesh 2,000 years ago. He came not to live primarily, but to suffer and die so that we can be freed from the shackles of sin and death. He came so that we can be redeemed by his sacrifice on the cross. Christ came not to take away suffering, but to give it meaning, to transform it. Jesus even told his disciples that they would suffer. In this world, you will have trouble. And for trouble, we could substitute suffering. So in this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Dear friends, Jesus calls each and every one of us to take up our cross and to follow after him. To take up the cross necessarily involves suffering. And our, our video, our video of the stations, it, it clearly reminds us of that, the suffering that Christ himself had to endure. You know, I could go on about suffering, but I want to turn our focus on something that could truly help us faithfully endure our trials of suffering. I want to share something real and something that's easily accessible that could help us to suffer well and to follow after Christ. How does that sound? You know, the thing that I'm talking about is having a personal relationship with Mother Mary. This special relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary, it isn't only for a select, select, holy, select few holy men and women. It's for all followers of Christ. And Jesus invites us to have a personal relationship with his mom. His mom is our mom. When we accept and allow the Blessed Mother to come into our lives, she does for us what she did for her son all throughout his private and public life. What does she do? She loves us and takes care of us. She watches over us and protects us. She encourage, encourages and strengthens us whenever we fall. Oh, we saw a beautiful image, a video of that on our fourth station. She stays close by our side when we suffer so that we don't have to do it alone. She teaches us how to be good disciples of her son. You know, some may ask, doesn't having a relationship with Mary take away from our love, from our relationship with Jesus? Or maybe ask this question, you know, because Mary clearly isn't God, so, you know, why do I have to involve her? Why can't I just go directly to God? Why do I have to have a relationship with her? And my best friend, and his name is Francisco, childhood friend, we grew up together. 
went to high school, uh, after school together, and yeah, we hang out all the time. Uh, we share the same hobbies together. Uh, so he's my closest friend. But over the years, since, since I was a child, I got to, I, I had the privilege of getting to know his mom. His mom's name is Cecilia. So over the years, as my relationship with Francisco grew, so did my relationship with, with Cecilia. And, you know, whenever, whenever I would go over to his house, or just um, any time, basically, she would want to feed me um, just as much, if not more, than my own mother. You know, I, I, at this point, I would consider her like basically my second mom. Uh, when I told her that I was going to enter seminary to become a priest, uh, she was so happy. She was, she was one of my biggest supporters. And uh, I, I don't have them with me here, but if you've seen some of my like, very like, beautiful vestments that I wear for Mass on, on solemnities, on Sundays, yeah, she, she, she arranged to, to have those. She gave them to me as a gift uh, on my priestly ordination. So... Yeah, hugely supportive and loving throughout the years. And something interesting, too. Uh, there are things about Francisco that I, I wouldn't know. Like, he wouldn't directly share with me. Now, I don't know if, if you've noticed, but, you know, guys are not the best um, communicators, you know, sharing things with one another, especially kind of, like, sensitive, like, difficult, challenging things. But I would know about such episodes in his life, like through, through his mom, Cecilia. And she would, she would tell me, like, this is going on with him. Um, yeah, can you, can you say a prayer for him? Can you give him a call, reach out to him? Having a close and personal relationship with Cecilia, it, it in no way takes away from my relationship, my friendship with Francisco, but it makes it better. Mother Mary, she's like the moon. She's not the source of light. She simply reflects the light, the love of her son, Jesus. Mary's mission is to bring us closer to him. She helps us to love her son more and helps us to become better disciples. She inspires and encourages us to do whatever he tells you. You know, this is what she told the servants at the wedding at Cana, the first miracle. Is there anyone here who could use a mother's love? Anyone here who needs a mother's love? Anyone here? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone can benefit from a mother's love. It's one of the most beautiful and powerful forces in the world. So, what are you waiting for? If you haven't done so already, call your mother. <laughs>